This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 8 o'clock hour. Welcome back to the WIP Morning Show, everybody. On this Ross Tucker Wednesday morning, John Johnson and Marcus Hayes in studio, and of course with Ross Tucker. Now, Ross... Here we go. We don't know for certain who will be the quarterback. We are assuming at this moment in time that it's going to be Gardner Minshew. Ross, can Gardner Minshew with this Eagles team beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve? Yeah, absolutely. I think he can. I mean, just look at the last two games for the Cowboys. They lost to the Jaguars. Now, Trevor Lawrence played very well, but the Jags put up a bunch of points. And then... The week before, they, they probably should have lost to the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. So if, if Gardner's got the rest of the guys playing, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Goddard back from IR, I think Gardner Minshew's pretty good. I mean, we all saw what he did last year against the Jets. If he goes against the Cowboys with all of his guys, I think it's going to be an awesome game. And there's also, you know, there's a couple different things there too, right, which is number one, the offense is a little bit different, mm-hmm. so that um, has its advantages and disadvantages, right? Because the Cowboys won't have as good of an idea of how the Eagles will want to utilize Gardner. And I always also wonder a little bit if there's like a – doesn't it seem like teams lose to other teams' backup quarterbacks more than they should? It's like this subconscious thing where it's like – Oh, well, they don't have their MVP candidate. Well, they no, don't have their starting quarterback. No, well, Ross, you're the perfect person to ask this. If you're going up against – I know you're on the other side of the ball, but if you are facing a team who is without their starting quarterback and the team is 13-1, and I have to imagine the mindset changes that the, the team would look totally different, thus for making it a bit easier for you as a defensive player. Well, um, it's certainly easier in the sense that – you don't have to worry about Minshew running the ball uh, nearly as much or as effectively as Hertz does. I think um, I think his line to us when we met with him for the preseason games was, "Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to get you 50 like Jalen. I can get you five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think somebody's going to ask Marcus. Somebody's going to ask uh, yeah. Minshew about that this week because he said something like that to us, like." I can't get you fifty, but I can, like Jalen, but I can probably get you five. Yeah, he's a, he's a very he's very proud. He he makes sure that we know he never skips leg day. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he likes to lift pistons. Oh my legs. goodness! Uh, but yeah. yeah, you know what? Well, we keep Micah didn't bring it up. I'm not sure he's sophisticated enough to recognize it. And but, but people don't bring it up enough. This is the best offensive line of football. All right, if it's a system based success that that Jalen's enjoying, it's because he has the best right tackle in football, maybe the second best center, and a great supporting cast, and it's going to get better this weekend with Dallas Goddard. I mean, Gardner Minshew 
was fortunate enough last year to face the Jets in his one start. Mm-hmm. He's fortunate enough this year to face the Cowboys in a semi-primetime game that everybody's going to be watching with Dallas Goddard back, everybody healthy, and the offensive line functioning at a very high level. Those two starts might make Gardner Minshew $40 million. Oh. You know, <clears throat> I never even considered that. I mean, yeah. this, is a, this is a huge audition for Gardner Minshew. Well, and here's what's weird, too, just as you were laying that out there, Marcus. It would be amazing and on some level hilarious if Minshew goes into the Dallas and just lights up the Cowboys and the Eagles win. Yes. Like, that would be awesome. We would love that. Then Hurts can rest for even more. They clinch the number one seed. Ha ha. Eagles smash the Cowboys. That's not good for Hurts from an MVP standpoint. Right. Well, then, Lamar, uh, uh, you know, Ross, as wonderful as it would be to wake up Christmas morning with Gardner Minshew beating the Cowboys and just destroying all their spirit, it would fit the narrative that Micah Parsons and Chris Sims have been force-feeding on everybody that Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback. Well, I, I don't really a, know only, what that means. Yeah, that's, that's only true if you want to believe it. I mean, it, to diminish what Jalen Hurts has done, when he said it, Jalen Hurts is on the cusp of being the highest passer, the, the quarterback with the highest passer rating. It's not his fault he has good receivers and a really good offensive line. He still has to make the right decisions. He still has to stay healthy. He still has to make good passes. And he did all of those things. That was an asinine comment to make. Well, because, I... because, frankly, except for Mahomes, who's playing behind garbage mm-hmm. and kind of with garbage, except for Kelsey, <laughs> you know, all of them have been you know uh, system quarterback. Look at Ben Roethlisberger's supporting cast when he was you know an MVP candidate. Yeah, and uh, Gardner Minshew could do the same. Gardner Minshew, I don't think, would succeed as much as as Jalen Hurts. But certainly, to Ross's point, all things considered, Gardner Minshew is a viable starter in the league. Not just a good backup, but he, he might be able to win you actual football games over a long period of time. Ross, um, if Gardner Minshew is your starter, who where does more pressure fall on? Shane Steichen or Jonathan Gannon? Hmm... The Cowboys, even though they're losing, they can put up a lot of points. Yeah, I would say I would say Gannon. And, and, and uh, <laughs> I love that I love that our guy Joe Wechter always has that ready. I would say Gannon because if the Cowboys, if the Eagles don't put up that many points, we can say, well, it's Minshew. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas if the Eagles give up a lot of points, Gannon doesn't really have a built-in excuse, right? Then it's like, oh. And by the way, I actually thought. That that's one thing that got swept under the rug a little bit. What's that? I was I was disappointed in the defense. What? Wait on, a minute. On Sunday, Ross didn't. I mean, Hassan Reddick was an absolute monster. Javon Hargrave was great. Uh, Josh Sweat was spectacular. What what didn't you like? Well, love the love those guys getting the pass rush they did and the two sacks each or whatever. But think about like their three touchdowns. I mean. The run by David Montgomery, it was like there was nobody there. Mm. They possessed the ball for 22 minutes in the first half. That should never happen against this Eagles defense. The the second touchdown to Montgomery, you know, you're getting that much pressure. All the guys you just named, John, mm-hmm. why are you coming with an all-out blitz? Absolute. In, in that in, situation. In, just idiocy there. Just what's the point? 
You well, know? I, yeah, I mean, all-out blitz, and Montgomery's wide open in the flat, another easy touchdown. And then I don't know whose fault it was on the last touchdown, but that was ridiculous, that Pringle standing in the end zone by himself. It's, it's interesting. This is the way the world works, isn't it? This is the way Philly works. If Hurts doesn't get hurt, okay, right. I feel like we spend a lot more time this week than people have been discussing the defense, which I did not think played overly well. Yeah, they got pressure. The Bears' O-line isn't good. The right tackle in particular was garbage, and Reddick was killing him. Yeah. Uh, we got to go to our NASA correspondent. Clifford Lentz is on WIP. Morning, Cliff. Hey, John. A lot of things I want to talk about, so I'll talk real quick. There, there's a thing that, that happened in NASA just recently, but I want to talk about football. And, and Ross, i got to agree with you. Army-Navy's uh, a great thing. I've seen like 10 of them. And uh, I've actually seen one at the Naval Academy in Annapolis and everything. It's just a whole lot of history there. And I mean, it's something that everybody should do, you know. But uh, the other night I, I had mentioned that I thought they should start resting people, especially against Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, and that wasn't very popular. I mean, my biggest fear was that Dallas would come out headhunting. I mean, I've seen this before in late season games and everything. And, and the biggest fear I had is seeing uh, Jalen on the sidelines with a broken arm, you know, and then it's Merry Christmas, Philadelphia, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, but, but, but I mean, they're still going to try to do that, Cliff, even if he's healthy, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're, if he gets out of, the, you know, out of the tackles, he's just scrambling, he's just a runner. They're going to try to make an example of him, as the Chicago Bears did, three wins or not. Yeah, yeah, and my other concern was that, that uh, with the bye, that they're going to be almost a month if they, they sit him for those last two games mm. that he, he has uh, has played. And plus the New Orleans thing, I think New Orleans has a chance at the division, and that draft pick's going to go down if they win the division. So, yeah, I, well, that well, Cliff, let me ask you this then. We brought this up to Ross shortly ago. Yeah, do you prioritize the Saints over the Cowboys because of the whole two birds one stone? <laughs> There's my hate of the Cowboys coming into view. Um, yeah, actually, I did. I think New Orleans is probably a more important game. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's 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 wild how a lot. Of, so, what's going on NASA related? Cliff? Okay, I just monitored this. They're supposed to be doing a spacewalk today to uh, install that that other satellite, and they had a convergence, which means there's a piece of debris that's coming on in towards the path of the uh, space station. That sounds like something out of gravity, but it's a piece of Russian satellite that's going to pass within a quarter of the space station. They had to call everything off. And ironically, they're going to fire up the Russian engines on the progress ship to go to a higher orbit to avoid this. So everything's on standby right now. Oh, yeah, see, I got to keep... Cliff is totally in on all this. Thanks, Cliff. Ross, have you ever been into... You big into science fiction and, uh, you know, just the potential of space travel? Is that your thing? Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ross doesn't like the commute from Reading. You know what? I'm not, I'm not even uh, – I don't even like the um, – I don't like sci-fi movies. I don't even – I'm not even that into, like, like uh, action movies. What, okay. Ross I like, Tucker I like has ro- his... I like romantic comedies. Wrote the Notebook. That's, oh, that's Ross. The, yeah, wait, I like romantic comedies. Love Actually. Rom-coms. Wait. I love both those movies. Wait, love them, Marcus. Wait a go. minute. Ross, wait. I'm, I'm hurt. He's evolved. Wait, the, Ross, Everything uh, John ever does. Hold on a second, Marcus. Do you, mm-hmm. Marcus, do you ever realize <laughs> every single comment right. John makes... It's like a leading question. He's trying to take you where he wants you to go. Can you imagine being married to him? 
Oh, no. it's a delight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. my wife has it John, made. Do you eat? You don't John, even know. The yes, funniest right. thing, though, is every time John like asks me a question, mm-hmm. he thinks I don't realize, Marcus, mm-hmm. where he's taking it or how he's trying to set me up. <laughs> to, 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 a guy like, who, to, to a guy whose profession involved being asked questions for years. That's correct. Yeah. Like, John, I know exactly what, just so you know, John, yeah, yeah. You know what you can do next time? You can just ask the question. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can just get to the point but, that you're trying to make. But again, before he before he, he, he rips has you. this three to four question lead in, and I know where he's going. Before 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 he rips you for liking romantic comedy, yeah, we're yeah. talking about a grown man here who has like an encyclopedic knowledge of every like action hero. That's correct. Marvel. I enjoy. He knows the difference between Marvel and what's the other franchise? Uh, DC. DC. Please, please he knows get it right, the will you, Marcus? No, I'm trying, but, I'm but, trying, but, but, Ross, but I have a life and I'm a grown-up. So. But Ross, you and I are very close in age. I thought for sure you, I mean, this may not be the number one preference, would be a, a big 80s uh, action hero type of fan. Well, now, I do love like 80s movies like Die Hard, stuff like the absolute t- Die Hard Top Gun, but that was like, that was a different era. Like, I gotta be honest with you, bro, like, I got a lot of jobs, I got two kids, I don't. I can't remember the last time I went to the movies. Oh, you don't have time to do that well, with your work schedule. You don't have don't time even, to do I anything. I don't even watch TV. You know what? I, by the way, you know what I love about that? Hmm. Like when when people like bring up a, a TV show, like when you're you know when you're with friends at like a a happy hour <laughs> or something, they'll bring up some Netflix show. I always say it like this. You guys, are, I always say like, yeah, I, I don't I don't partake in much television personally. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're partaking in something else. <laughs> no, I try to be. I, I try to come across as this like, like as if I'm as if I'm like writing books, like as if I'm like writing or reading books at night, as opposed to. Meanwhile, I'm just scrolling stuff on my phone. All right, all right. He's got. Do you say it with your pipe in your mouth? In Exa- your, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't partake in much television. And people are like, well, why not? And I'm, the next thing I always say is, well, I just really love my kids. Mm, yeah. They're like, what? You don't think we love our kids? Well, I just not I want as to spend much time as, with them. Not yeah. as much as me. I don't want to watch Netflix <laughs> like you do. 215-592-9494. For those unaware, uh, we do have some breaking news. It is roughly an hour old. We've just been so incomp- you know, so engulfed in Eagles-Cowboys. Uh, sadly, uh, great running back Franco Harris has passed away at the age of 72. So we'll... Uh, Certainly talk about Franco uh, as the you know as the show progresses. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. More of your calls coming up. It's eight seventeen. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Christmas Eve, Eagles versus Dallas, and though Jalen Hurts may be injured, Nick Sirianni doesn't count him out yet. Um, he's at a sprained shoulder, and I do not put it past Jalen Hurts. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. Rest assured, Coach Sirianni also said in his presser yesterday that Gardner Minshew is ready to start Saturday as well. If you're thinking about getting engaged, get her the right ring. A ring from Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. NBC 10 First Alert Forecast sponsored by Window Nation. Partly cloudy today with a high of 43, currently 25. Call Window Nation now to get 0% interest for five full years, plus two windows free with every two you buy with no limit. Call 866-90-NATION or windownation.com now. To stream 94WIP, tell your... Now, welcome back, everybody. Now, make Marcus it, Hayes, make it that's stop. A- 
Tremendous rendition of Holy Night. <laughs> it's not. Listen, we were we were listening to some Taylor Swift clips before before the show came on, and I was like, and I love Taylor Swift the person, and she's got her thing, and she's a great entertainer, puts on a great show. But this underscores what, what, what a limited singer she is. She and Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> I think, are just so vastly overrated. And I I get it. You know, she wants to put out a Christmas album, make some money, whatever. But excuse me, because, excuse me. because so many other great singers put out Christmas albums, the contrast is glaring. Well, while Ross has a chance to pick himself up off the floor after, be, after that Swiftie? comment, did you just say overrated? Yeah, overrated. Like as as an actual vocalist, yeah. Uh, Ross, would you like to comment on what Marcus just said? Yeah, you know, um, you know how I was saying that when my buddies or whoever couple is talking about television, and I say I don't partake in television personally. You know, I don't mm. watch much television. Mark is saying like vocalist. Who says vocalist? Like this guy <laughs> mark is mark is saying like i just think she's uh limited as a vocalist i have never said vocalist one time in my whole life other than right now completely singer, believable as a singer um no here's what i've heard people make this argument before that she's not actually a great singer and blah 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 i don't really know I don't really care. <laughs> Wait. I, 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 no, no, listen, listen. Defend her, Ross. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm about to. I'm about to. I don't really know if she's, like, technically a great singer. I don't really care. You know what I know? Hmm. This song right now is awesome. There you and go. She's got, like, 50 to 100 songs that are awesome. So you can take your really, really well-adapted vocalist. <laughs> I'm really like, um, just the, the uh, what do they say? Just the, the, the depth of her, the depth of, as a vocalist, blah, blah, blah. Take the vocalist and shove it up your you-know-what. Oh! Know, here's what I know. What? Okay? When I'm driving down the street right. and a Taylor Swift song comes on. They're right after you watch of, The Notebook. One of like, right after I watched The Notebook, that's fine. <laughs> one of like a hundred songs Taylor Swift comes on. I love it. Okay? It's amazing. And Adele, isn't Adele like a great vocalist? Yeah. How many songs, how many awesome songs does she have? Like a two? Lot. She has no, she, she has a hell of a, she she does, a hell no. of a catalog. She does have quite a few good She songs. has like two or three. Whatever. Oh, no. All I know is that she doesn't even have close... Ava, does she have close to as many as Taylor Swift? Well, no, no she I, it all depends no. on how you no. define awesome. She doesn't. No, she's no. Not. She Ross is right. So Taylor Swift definitely has the catalog, the the poppy songs. She has yeah. more of them on the radio, and that's what puts her in the pop charts, the pop artists. But I mean, I I guess we would have to look at it. <sighs> like think about Grammys. I mean, Adele is like crushed. Oh, here like, we go. No, no, so no. The, you know who look, cares look, about I agree, Grammys? I agree Nobody. with Ross. I agree with Ross. Nobody. It doesn't matter what I think about her ability to sing, and I wasn't telling people to not listen to her. Listen to what you like. Yeah, I you know, agree with that. Eat, eat what you yep. like. You know, do what you like. Right, but I, in the moment. Look down in flames. There you go. Yeah, and he's I like a Swifty. I love it. That's I great. Like Adele, and I she's like an Taylor. awesome. And she's an awesome person. Got a long That's the other list thing, of you know? ex-lovers. They tell me I'm insane. See what you, you did, know Johnson. I love the players, and, and you love the game. All right. I mean, all right. Yeah. You know, Ross, I was know on when, your side until that very moment. 
Let me know when Adele comes up with lyrics like that, okay? <laughs> let me know. Let me know when you're uh, when you're vocalist with like terrific pantameter. Isn't that some music term? Yeah, uh, <laughs> pantameter yeah, or something like that. Oh my like god! That. Look at Ross. <laughs> wow. See, whatever that iambic is, pantameter. That is exactly yes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> See, exactly. That was you Ross. You would know. You would know what it Nerd. was. That was. You know what I've never. You know I've never done once in my life. Said I've iambic dr- pentameter. No, I've never. Yeah, probably. But I've never once been driving around listening to a song, wondering whether or not it won, it won a Grammy. That's like, oh, did did you win an Oscar? Did the movie win an Oscar? I don't care if the movie wins an Oscar. I don't I'm even know who votes I, on the Oscars. By the way, when I said the Grammy thing, I think it, there's sometimes because guess what, those those awards do not indicate someone's total talent. There are I, plenty of artists out there who have not won a Grammy and are incredible artists, Ross. But there's sometimes there's the I would say Adele is a little bit more complex when it comes uh, to the style of song. A little bit more mopey, but you know that's fine. That's right. We got to move on. But let it be known that Ross just put Marcus and Ava in their place. That's what just transpired right now. I don't now. know if that was the case. No, it said, yeah. it no, sounded well, like they, it a little bit. No, they, no, were, they, they both Ava. insulted Taylor Swift. You defended her brilliantly. No, I, just, no, here, I said it like both of them. No, it isn't. You're right, Ross. It is not, John. You're trying to start some you know, war between always. us. I'm trying to get on Ross's side. We're all trying to actually say at the root of it is like what you like. If Ross would rather mm-hmm. bop his head to Taylor Swift driving down the street, then you go right ahead and do that, yes. Ross. Okay? All right. No, you guys, look, so there, John, there are some people. That are music snobs like Ava and Marcus, and they talk about <laughs> iambic pentameter and Grammys. And there are then there are people like me and everybody listening right now that doesn't care about any of that no, crap. Or any we of this. just want the song. We just want the song to sound good when we're listening to it. We just want to enjoy it. Enjoy All right, it. Now, now, Ava, we're wrapping up our first Twitter poll question and introducing our new one. What do we have? Well, it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet, wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Closer than you think. So, first question here. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're going to... Sorry, I had to go past the the Al Morgani tweet about you and an Yes, so thank scene. you, Al. Which upcoming Eagles game matters more to you? The Cowboys or the Saints? 55% say that the Cowboys Ooh, mean more than the Saints. I love the results of that poll. Which, All right, what is way, our new... By, which, right. by the way, was the opposite yesterday. Is that so? Yeah, which of the next two games is more important to the Eagles, okay. they said the Saints over Dallas. Well, I'm so. glad that there is this still the means, heated yes. th- that hate for Dallas. Exactly. I love that too. Alright, new question. Are you rooting for the Jaguars to make the playoffs? Yes or no? Ross Tucker, I, I know you You know, I mean, we know where you grew up, where you reside right now, and it's a, uh, a mixed bag of different fan bases, but more Eagles than anything else, I suppose. Oh, no, it's Eagles. Yeah, okay. All right. Will uh, Will you be rooting for the Jaguars to make the playoffs? Why Why is this even a discussion? Oh, because Doug Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I was like... I was I was I was like wondering what the Philly tie-in was. I lost it for a second. By the way, how about Dougie P getting us a win on Sunday against the the, the Cowboys? Um, absolutely. Although you know what's funny, it really isn't because of Peterson. Hmm. I am just sick of watching the Titans in the playoffs. Like I feel like <laughs> I know what the Titans are. I don't want to watch Derrick Henry and the Titans lose in the playoffs. The the Jags are like a young exciting team and also i am a big fan of uh of doug peterson and like let me ask you this 
What I can't wait to see the results of that poll. Mm-hmm. What would be the argument for not wanting the Jags in the playoffs? I don't know, but I wanted to find out for sure if that if there are that many Eagles fans who are still grateful for Doug Peterson, what he accomplished here, that will root for him with another team. I mean, it's it's you know obviously the other conference. The Jaguars have been just a heaping pile for many many years now, and I personally, Ross, I would of course I'm always going to root for Doug. But it would be great to having a rooting interest in the AFC in addition to my Eagles in the NFC. By the way, on a much more important note, Adele has won 15 Grammys. Oh, God. Taylor Swift has won 11. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, God. oh that's wonderful. Those uh, those who vote on the Grammys, that means a whole lot to me. I gotta, I'm got i not going to lie, Marcus. 11. Given the option, I'm, I'm, I'm blaring Taylor Swift over Adele any day of the week. Exactly. But, but again, I didn't bring Adele into the conversation. I'm just, I, I didn't know Taylor Swift had 15, 11 Grammys. I think that's awesome. Oh, okay. Well, she'll probably get a couple more whenever the next award show is. She's got another best album. Not for the Christmas album. album. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brian and Wilmington's on WIP. Hey, Brian. Hey, good morning, Jan Janssen. How are you doing today? Doing good, Brian. Everything good with you? Uh, not bad, not bad. I want to talk about the Phillies. Okay. I can't believe that the uh, Carlos Correa trade did not go down as expected, and now the Mets are getting him. Yes, so the news broke at roughly 3 a.m. that uh, Carlos Correa, uh, free agent uh, infielder, uh, had signed a con- originally signed a contract with the Giants. They struck out on Trey Turner and Aaron Judge, uh, and then they brought in Correa and signed him to a lucrative deal. Apparently there was a red flag uh, while taking his physical, and they backed out of the contract. And the Mets, within a matter of minutes, swept in and signed him to a 12-year, $315 million contract. Marcus, nothing could go wrong with that. Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I, I don't wish anything ill on Carlos Correa, but the Giants are a pretty good organization. If they're backing out, then and the Mets are a pretty bad organization if they're jumping in, you know which way this is going to trend. They're turning in – I'll tell you what, though, Brian, the Mets are turning into the – the evil empire of baseball. They're the ones spending the money that the Yankees once did. Yeah, but it's only they an evil are, empire. They are. It's only an evil empire if you win. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're, they're the posers at the moment, but yeah. they're just spending money frivolously. Uh, I do want the Phillies to make a trade there because I heard that the Mets were also interested in the White Sox closer, Liam Hendricks. we got to go after him and get him ourselves. They do need some more arms. There's no doubt about it. Brian, let's get you a spin on the wheel. The play, Eagles play okay. the Cowboys on Saturday. There is not an organization I hate more in this world than the Dallas Cowboys. I need something or someone in sports that you hate. It's very. It, it goes along with that thinking. Dallas Cowboys fans in this area. <gasps> the locally born Dallas fans most certainly qualifies. Lamont certainly. What happened to Lamont? He kind of went in the hiding. Number one, congratulations, Brian. You won a $50 Visa gift card. Uh, Ross, as a player... Was there a particular team, an organization, that just got you over the top, amped up to face because of your pure, uh, you know, maybe hatred for them? Um. Well, so what happens is I, I got I got cut a bunch and <laughs> traded once. So it was the teams that had done that to me. Okay. Like that's so like when I um, got cut by the Redskins and went to the Cowboys. I ended up, like a month later, I was starting on Thanksgiving for the Cowboys against the Redskins. And then, like, in my head, I was trying to figure out how I could, like, run Fred Smoot or Champ Bailey into Steve Spurrier on the sideline. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it ends up being personal like that. I will say this. 
it's just so bizarre. I mean, growing up a huge Eagles fan to then they, the only team that really wanted to sign me after the draft was the Redskins. Mm. So it's like, okay, you know, but you know, you're just so happy to have a chance in the NFL and pro football. So I'm like, okay, that's my team. Then I get cut by the Redskins and our biggest rivals, the Cowboys. Next day I'm a Cowboy because they claim me off of waivers. And then I'm wearing the Cowboys helmet and I'm starting against the Redskins a month later. Like two weeks after that, I started for the Cowboys against the Eagles. It's just, you're 23 years old. Two years earlier, I think I had been in the stands cheering on the Eagles, literally, when I was a junior at Princeton. Now I'm in my second year in the NFL, and I'm blocking like Hugh Douglas and Dawkins and some of these guys that I had been cheering for, like at the end of my high school career and in college. It just, the whole pro football thing is really, really weird. You kind of lose um, your allegiance. I will say, playing for a bunch of years in Buffalo. You know, obviously, like everybody else, we hated the Patriots and really wanted to beat them, but it didn't really work out that way very often. Uh, do you, in hindsight, are you thankful you never played for the Eagles? No. Why, why would you say that? Well, I mean, there, there's many athletes who are, in a way, grateful they never played for their hometown team because of always playing in front of friends and family. A different level of expectation, I suppose. Yeah. No, I mean... Um, like that Millville like- guy. <laughs> I would have liked to uh I would have liked to have tried it. Now, the thought has occurred to me, well like what if I was in a big game and I played bad or had a really bad play or a penalty or gave up a sack, that would not be good because then that would be what not only Eagles fans but friends and family and that that would be what they would remember and it would have been ugly. So I do think that is part of it. Plus the other thing is I mean, I had, I, you know, I remember a guy, he's, I'm not going to say his name, but he's three years older than me, went to high school with me. And after my year, after my second year, he comes up to me and he's like, he gives me like a Cowboys mini helmet. And he's like, hey, can you have Emmett sign this for me and send oh. it back to me? And I was like, no, no, I can't. Yeah. You know, like that's the last, well, first of all, Ugh. this guy wasn't even really my friend. You know, let alone like a close friend, but it's kind of like you just don't do that. You, you, you're not like in the like when the guy comes in the locker room, that's supposed to be their safe haven. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need like his other, he doesn't need his teammates hit him up for autographs for other people, you know? Now, while although we are talking sports, somehow, some way, Marcus Hayes uh, challenged uh, the uh, appreciation for Taylor Swift on this Wednesday program, and Elliot has called in to weigh in. Good morning, Elliot. How's it going, guys? I was listening to your debate, and I'm a big music fan, and I'm a big uh, sports fan. And when I was listening to you, you know, argue between the two of them, I really think there's an easy sports comparison here, and that's that Adele is more like Rogers, and uh, Taylor Swift is more like Brady. Uh, Adele has the measurables. Her voice is great. Like everybody said, you know, her voice is great. From that perspective, she runs the 40 in a great time. Um, but she may be a little over-intellectual for some people and think a little bit much of herself in situations where she doesn't actually know what she's talking about. And then on the other side, you got Taylor Swift, who is the six-time, seven-time Super Bowl champ, you know, queen of the airwaves and gives you exactly what you want, the candy you're looking for, and if all you care about is winning the game, Taylor's going to be great for you, but she's also really easy to hate as well. You know, that's a really, really, really (laughs) close, and it's almost an accurate comparison, except, 
Adele has way more Grammys and oh God, way fewer, way fewer. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, hits. You're releases. right. Releases. No, yeah, not hits. Releases. So she is. She her, her her her. Aaron Rodgers has one. Super Bowl, where Tom Brady has seven, so so no, it's as if Aaron Rodgers had seven Super Bowls. No, 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 no. no. Excuse no, me, no, excuse no, me. No. What Elliot is saying is Adele has many NFC Championship no, no, games, no, no. but Grammy, very few. Yeah, Grammy is the Super Bowl. She has fifteen. <laughs> no, no, to 11. a great album is the Super Bowl. A great album is the Super Bowl. No, so, no, no. All right, she has four. She's four for four. Well, no, no, Elliot, no, no, I'm glad no. you uh, – hang on there, Elliot. I'm glad you did the work for Ross Tucker. So let me give you a spin on the prize wheel. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. Who doesn't care that much, by the way? Uh, number 11, you won – I'm sorry, Keith Jones' autograph card. Wait, did he give a hate? Uh, no, but I enjoyed the call so oh, okay, much. He right. got a spin. He just, he just got one all, anyway. That was a delightful heard, call. All I heard him say is that Taylor Swift is the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's all I heard him say right there. W- um, here's what I'm saying real quick is just like – Maybe we can talk about this when we come back. It, do that many people really hate Taylor Swift? Do that many people really hate Tom Brady? No, I no, no, like no, more no. People, I feel like more people hate Aaron Rodgers than Tom Brady. It's it's close with that. I don't think anybody hates Taylor Swift. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think there's a, a. I don't think anybody hates Taylor Swift the way they hate Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hates Adele. I, I don't think really much. There's much hate. <laughs> oh, I'm more sorry. Who Rich, is who more, is Adele more people, dating? More people who? hate Rich Paul than Adele. Thank yeah, you. By association, Paul. yes. Thank you, Adele. Yeah, most people are not aware of that. Most people, most people who like Adele have no idea who Rich. Rich Paul is a micron com- in the in the celebrity world compared to Adele. Yeah, I would my, agree with you. My girlfriends would have zero idea who Rich Paul is. Like 100. Oh. percent All right, and if they knew more about him, they wouldn't like Adele. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four times eight four. All right, make some midweek magic with Light the Lamp Wednesdays at BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score on a goal on Wednesday, and you'll automatically receive $2 in free bets for every goal scored in the game, up to $16 in free bets. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt into the Light the Lamp Wednesdays promotion to receive a $2 free bet for every goal scored in the game, only at BetMGM. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Joe. All right, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's a Wednesday morning on the WIP Morning Show, and that, of course, means Ross Tucker and the pot shots taken at Ross, comparing Adele to uh, Taylor Swift. But, Ross, I have uh, something else that I absolutely need to get in with you as we are inching closer to Christmas. You are a man of knowledge, a man of depth. I was watching uh, a special. I, it was. I want to say it was Good Morning America. I could be wrong. But there is a fast-growing trend right now among men between the ages of 35 and 50. And this growing percentage of men, when asked by family members, friends, hey, I want to get you a gift for the holidays, what would you like? They are asking for toys. All right, well, okay, you're asking for toys. For what purposes? Are you want to collect them, put them on display? And they are specifically asking for toys from their youth. So, Ross, this 35 to 50 certainly fits your your age range. Yep. The reason that they want these toys is not to collect them, but to play with them. And they are openly discussing this as this new trend among men between the ages of 35 and 50. Ross, I need your reaction. Um... (laughs) 
I, if this is a trend, then that means there are people listening that do that. That's correct. And um, I think my reaction is, man, I really wish I had that type of free time in my life. That sounds like it'd be really nice to have that kind of time. I will say this. My girls are 9 and 10. It would be cool to play um, mm-hmm. with some of the toys from my, like, I was big into, like, He-Man and G.I. Joe. Mm. I wouldn't mind, although this is how. This is how so what time can you come over? <laughs> do you have that stuff, John? <laughs> no, I do of not. Of course he oh, does. No, I don't. Of course he does. But you know what would be amazing? I have Star Wars. Um, literally, my mom will tell <laughs> you, I could, sh- I would sit there for hours by myself with all my G.I. Joe guys, but I would line them up. This is going to shock you guys. I would line them up <laughs> in football formations and have them smash into each other. That's awesome. I don't, that is awesome. Once again, I don't have the level of depth and breadth of someone like Marcus Hayes. Hey, man, I didn't play with those dolls when I was a boy. You, you had G.I. Joe. You yeah. had the, the, the larger ones, right? I did not. And they weren't called do- dolls. They were called action figures. No, nah, man. I grew up on a farm. I shot stuff. You shot stuff? Yeah. You, you, so young Marcus Hayes, go to your, to your, say, your bedroom. You had to have at least some toy, right? It, it was mostly guns. <laughs> there was no, how about a, well, a slingshot, right? I just like Evil Knievel thing. Right? Yeah. Where you put, a, uh, you put Evil Knievel in a gun. What? Right, and then you shot him out of the gun, and he did like went up a ramp or over a loop to loop or something like that. Yeah, that's a toy. It was, yeah, but it, I, the only reason I was interested in is uh, bows and arrows and guns is all I want to do. But 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 they fit this wonderful story and this trend, Marcus. Christmas morning, you wake up. I would shoot the I would shoot the doll. What? Yeah. Your wife I, says I, I, no I, I you know I'd love to give this to you to bring you back to your childhood. You open it up, it's it's the evil Knievel. I remember I got the uh, well, yeah, but the evil Knievel was just a thing that went in the thing that you shot out of a gun. Yes. Yeah. But it was it was the gun part you so you the, liked over an evil Knievel. Did you ever get those those plastic shoulders like the guy pretending to throw the grenade with the with the flat the plat- army guys? Yeah. The army guys. Yeah. I used to melt those. What? Why? Let's see melt. What? To watch them, you know, you know how something is. Where's Doctor Fish? <laughs> you know how something is not melted and then it's melted. Uh, th- thank you. Yes, that would be the the entire impetus. Th- th- how did you feel around? How were you around small animals, Marcus? I was a grip on a farm. I love animals. All right, I just want to make sure. We need to get Doctor Fish in here the next time Marcus Hayes is in here. This is a fascinating breakdown it's of the childhood. Ironic. His name is Doctor. Yes, it is. Oh God! All right. Anyway, uh, before we creep uh, Ross out anymore, Ross, keep an eye out for this story. You're going to find it fascinating. All these, it could be some of your buddies. They, they could be. They could fit this category that want to uh, uh, reinsert themselves back into childhood, playing with some of these toys. But let's get down to it. In our final moments together, Ross, uh, do you believe Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew will be behind center Saturday night? I believe it'll be Gardner Minshew. Okay. Gardner Minshew is your starting quarterback for your Philadelphia Eagles in a Christmas Eve 425 matchup against the Cowboys. Birds win. They clinch the number one seed in the NFC. How do you foresee this game playing out? I'm so intrigued by it now. You know, Uh, even with Minshew, in my opinion, playing and not Jalen Hurts, I I think it's a really good game. Um, Cowboys have been pretty impressive offensively 
I think they've scored at least three touchdowns in, I don't know, maybe eight, ten straight games, which is pretty hard to do, actually. Um, defensively is where they've been a little bit leaky, which is surprising and interesting. So I guess I feel like it's a a decently higher scoring game. Feels like a 27-24 game. Mm. Maybe even more than that. Maybe, maybe, maybe more like 31-27. And I got to be honest with you, I, I really think it's kind of a coin flip game. I, I expect Gardner Minshew to go out, to play well. I expect the Eagles to come out. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because the Eagles on some level, especially with Minshew as their quarterback, they kind of have nothing to lose. Like they know they only need to win one more. They can kind of go out to Dallas and just, hey, let's embarrass these guys on Christmas Eve with our backup quarterback. I. It's funny. If, if Hertz was playing... I really thought the Cowboys would win the game mm. because they just lost last week. Law of averages type of thing. They're a tough opponent for the Eagles on the road. For some weird reason with Minshew, I almost think the Eagles, I don't want to say they have a better chance, but just because the dynamic at play and the changeup, it gives them a pretty good chance. I'll, I'll ultimately say the Cowboys win it late. You know, the last couple games – when the offense has had to score touchdowns, Dak has gotten it done. The 98-yard drive against the Texans, even after the Jaguars took the lead last week, Dak took the Cowboys down the field for a touchdown. So I'll go, uh, I'll go 27-24, the Cowboys get the win, but it really could go either way. So, Ross, the, the, the calculus for me when it comes to who starts is, is Jalen at 75% better than... Gardner at a hundred percent. Assuming you're going to play Jalen and all bets are off and you're all in on Jalen, I just can't see that being true. You know, and and I, there's no way Jalen hurts missing practice yesterday, coming up with a shoulder strain. A guy who doesn't have a great arm anyway, a, a big arm anyway, is anywhere near a hundred percent of who Jalen hurts is going into a, a short week game with a bad shoulder. I just it just doesn't seem to make any any kind of sense to me. To to play him to play him, especially since he's not going to be the the, the he he <clears throat> almost by definition, if he has a shoulder injury and a throwing shoulder, it's not going to be the same throwing shoulder. It's not going to be the same effectiveness. Well, the only thing I would say about that is he was really good in the fourth quarter against the Bears. I think the more important calculus, to use your term, Marcus, is you can make these shoulder injuries worse. Right, you know, if, if if whatever grade of AC joint separation it is, if it happens again, that can make it a more severe injury mm. to the point where he wouldn't have been able to stay in the game against Chicago. It's not that bad. He was able to stay in the game. We all watched him, right? But it's also not nothing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have told us about it, and he would just be playing. I don't want to make that worse. I want to. I want that to heal. Ideally, quite frankly, the Eagles would win this game with Minshew, and they don't have to play. So they don't have to play Hurts against the Saints, and can give Hurts even another week or two or three or whatever it ends up yeah, being. Yeah, wh- why bring him to back let at that all? Thing heal. Why bring well, him back at all? But here's the thing: if they lose to the Cowboys, right? There's a lot of pressure on then to win that Saints game 
to not make them have to beat the Giants in Week 18. That we we have a chance for some really interesting conversations next week right. if the Eagles lose to the Cowboys. Ross, I wanted to bring this last thing up to you uh, as a former lineman, a tremendous accomplishment by one of the Philadelphia Eagles in Chicago. All our conversations have been about the quarterback, about that game plan against Chicago, and looking ahead to the Cowboys. Lane Johnson, over the weekend, set an NFL record. 928 consecutive pass plays without allowing a sack. How big an accomplishment is that, Ross? Yeah, I mean, just hard to um, hard to put in words. It's insane, especially when you consider how often he's in one-on-one pass protection. This is not a center that gets a lot of help, not even a guard where a lot of times it's three for two. Lane is almost always one-on-one, and to not allow a sack for that many plays is just unbelievable. You know, he's one of those guys, like a Kelsey, like a Brandon Graham, that I hope Eagles fans really, really appreciate and don't take for for granted because it's just not going to happen like that after him, right? Like whoever they get is not going to be like him afterwards. He's an all-timer. So where can we find Ross Tucker, uh, Tucker over the weekend? Yeah, so, well, first of all, you can always check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL and check out any of my podcasts like the Ross Tucker Football Podcast or the Even Money Betting Podcast. But if you are driving around, or even if you're not, Saturday night, I will be calling the Raiders at the Steelers Saturday night. So I'll be on the Eagles pregame show, first and foremost, right here on WIP, from 1 to 4, actually from a hotel room in Pittsburgh. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll watch the Eagles Steelers from Heinz uh, Field or whatever it's called now, and then I'll call um, Raiders Steelers and drive back home and try to get home before my, my uh, daughters wake up to see if Santa came. <laughs> uh, Ross, uh, have a Merry Christmas. We always we love Sundays. It's, it's such a great listening to get your insight. Have a happy holiday. Absolutely. You guys as well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all the listeners. I think you guys know growing up here how much I love being on this channel and uh, all of you and interacting with you guys. Have a great week. Thanks, Thanks, Ross. Ross. The great Ross Tucker, 215-592-9494. For everyone who has been waiting forever on the phone lines, I promise we are going to get to everyone in this hour. We have seven prizes available still on that prize wheel. Here's how you get a spin. I hate the Cowboys. Give us a program, a franchise, a player, something in sports that you hate. Our time's 8.58.